0: It's pretty good, I would say, better than Central Europe, not as good as Eastern Europe. That's pretty high on a global scale. So, thumbs up for the interaction with the girls so far. Sad experience. Privet is Kazakhstan, and welcome to another episode of the Valka Volka's with me, Conor Klein. This is the Zara Experience and this is my first vodcast from Central Asia. I'm in Almaty, Kazakhstan and the genesis for today's video is actually from uh, some of my clients and also some of you who've been following me on Instagram, some viewers on Instagram. Uh, if If you're not following me on Instagram definitely go to my handle at Zara Experience. You get a look behind the scenes when I'm traveling a lot more raw and maybe candid footage of what I'm up to on a daily basis and it's very helpful for you to know about what it's like if you come to hang out uh, in the regions that I'm in normally of course I'm filming from Eastern Europe so that's Russia Ukraine and Belarus primarily Uh, but I've been in here for the last two and a half weeks in Central Asia first I was in Uzbekistan uh, going down the Silk Road gonna be a stunning vlog from Uzbekistan coming out here on the channel in about two weeks so definitely make sure that you are subscribed and you've whack that notification bell so that you get notified when I upload that one it's definitely going to be an interesting and a bit of a different vlog to what I normally shoot on the channel so basically the question was Connor what the hell are you doing in Uzbekistan and Kazakhstan and should you also be interested in coming here if I mean you are a regular viewer of the channel if you watch this podcast so you know that I'm obviously a big advocate of traveling in Eastern Europe so as I said Russia, Ukraine and Belarus so why have I come here and I'm, today's podcast I'm going to go through just a few things that you can expect uh, and make a bit of a comparison with Eastern Europe and parts of Central Asia so when we talk about Central Asia where the hell am I talking about? I'm talking about Kazakhstan and no, no Borat jokes it's nothing to do with the film Borat that was obviously a complete spoof and it was not even shot here in Central Asia uh, never mind Kazakhstan was actually shot in Romania <laughs> and they don't speak Kazakh none of the actors are Kazakh so definitely forget all that uh, this is the five stands we're talking about that were in the Soviet Union that's normally what we uh, mean when we say Central Asia so that's going to be Kyrgyzstan Kazakhstan Uzbekistan Turkmenistan and uh, Tajikistan Since Tajikistan is the fifth one now these were five Soviet Socialist Republics and that's why we call them the five stands now you could said that Central Asia also includes Afghanistan parts of Iran but the Soviets and the Russians never conquered that area it's actually the British who prevented them from going that far so we tend to see them as a bit different and I definitely for your purposes in terms of having experience that's uh, at least associated with Eastern Europe then yes uh, there is definitely a big difference there of course the Soviet Union invaded Afghanistan and it was complete debacle so they never conquered it and managed to influence it that much but here in these five stands definitely there's a huge um, we'll say Russian or Soviet legacy they were part of the same country for a long time and of course Russian is spoken as a lingua franca in the region still it's kind of it's known as the language of inter-ethnic communication uh, because all of the five stands obviously have their own uh, national languages like here in Kazakhstan it is Kazakh and uh, these countries these languages are a little bit similar to say Turkish they have a lot of loan words from Turkish and some from Arabic I noticed as well looking around in Uzbekistan and seeing things like uh, I think it was Maktub for the school uh, that's a word that comes from Arabic so definitely nothing uh, that's very familiar if you've learned Russian or another Slavic language so the first thing I'm going to jump into and uh, it's the thing that you're most interested in if you watch my channel is what is the interaction with local girls like what can you expect Uh, what do they look like and uh, let me just jump into that now so in say Kazakhstan there's still a lot of we'll say Slavs, Russians, Ukrainians, Uh, at the time of independence in the early 90s there were a lot obviously of um, Russians or people from other parts of the Soviet Union not just Central Asians living here uh, because in one country uh, have been to certain extent Russified and a lot of people have moved to work in factories a lot of people were actually sent by Stalin to Central Asia not really here in Kazakhstan but more to Uzbekistan there's just a lot of ethnic groups that were sent there and in the late 80s they were allowed to go back to their homelands in principle so one of those you might be familiar with if you watch my channel is the Crimean Tatars Uh, they of course were expelled from Crimea and they lived in Uzbekistan primarily then in the late 80s under I guess um, Glasnost and perestroika and the kind of changes introduced by Gorbachev they were allowed to start to move back and that accelerated in the early 90s so a lot of people left here Um, and that's changed the obviously the ethnic composition since actually there were a lot of Germans Ruslanddeutsche, Deutsche as they're known in German and they were allowed to move back so they actually there was actually one million here in Kazakhstan alone and a lot have lived here in Almaty but actually more in the north of the country close to the border with Russia also a lot of Russians there and Uh, 1 million left and 1 million left from Russia and went back to Germany went back to Germany they've actually been here for a long time in uh, in Russia in the Russian Empire a few hundred years and also there were a lot of Russians Uh, of course they tended to migrate out of these countries as well and go back to Russia you could say um, because it was just more they just felt more comfortable doing that Uh, but at the same time a lot of them stayed in some of the countries that were more russified like here in Kazakhstan so officially it's like about 30% of Almaty is actually ethnically Russian or Ukrainian. So that is United you obviously you're familiar with what that looks like uh, by and large if you watch my channel now Central Asians you have all the different groups you have of course the five stands so they represent each of the five ethnic groups so you got Turkmen, Tajik, Uzbek, Kazakh and Kyrgyz uh, they're the five that have their own country so to say but then you also have Uyghurs you might have heard of them from China because they live uh, a lot of them in the west of China uh, and there's a lot of controversy about how they're treated there. And there are a lot of other smaller groups like Bashkir and, I, I don't know, there's a myriad of groups that you'll find in the Russian Far East that also live to a certain extent, here. Also a lot of Koreans, ethnic Koreans, because they were expelled by Stalin as well to Uzbekistan. And I've seen a lot of Korean restaurants here in Kazakhstan. So apparently there are a lot of Koreans, ethnic Koreans uh, who were expelled or who moved from the Russian Far East near to the border with uh, North Korea and Manchuria and China and they were they came here obviously in like the 1930s and then they stayed and not so many of them went back to Korea since the fall of the Soviet Union so you're going to see a lot of those um, other ethnicities that don't actually have their own country or they didn't have their own socialist republic so that gives you an idea so it's going to be about two-thirds say in this city is Kazakh uh, and that's actually been increasing gradually I had a look at the historical data so the trend is that it's going to be more and more uh, they're moving other parts of Kazakhstan to the big cities urbanizing also you have the capital to the north uh, North Sultan the, the capital was cre- that was moved in the uh, early 90s uh, that was because well one of the theories is because they were worried about uh, the, no- the percentage of Russians and non Kazakhs living there so a lot of Germans at the time who actually left and they wanted to settle that part of the country because it was close to the border with Russia and they were worried that maybe one day Russia might decide that the- it should be in Russia itself uh, you have seen that in Ukraine obviously in the last six years that that was not uh, um, an undue uh, concern to have so maybe pretty uh, prescient of Nezabayev uh, the president the former president who made that decision who instigated that decision and actually now the capital is named after him because it was known as a and now it's known as North Sultan so there you go so you have an, a little bit of an idea Central Asians tend to look well, Asian So. Uh, But they are different to say Chinese, I mean we all, Han Chinese is probably the bit, because that group that you're you're probably familiar with as being Asian or East Asian, and Central Asians tend to be, I would say on average, a bit taller, for sure. Um, Maybe a little bit more darker um, in terms of skin complexion. Uh, And I mean, obviously their faces look different. It's more, um, well, Central Asian as opposed to East Asian, so maybe google that maybe show a few photos of what the people there look like uh, and they definitely have a very distinct culture um, that I've seen like for example here in well I'll go to this later in the video but they're big into horse meat it's more this nomadic tribesman on the steppe uh, culture as opposed to having a more sedentary culture historically that's actually why there are not so many cities or historical buildings in the cities here in particular in Kazakhstan I'll go into that later in the video but in terms of girls I would say uh, compared to the countries I'm normally in, the look is obviously on average different. You do have people who are mixed between Central Asian and, uh, say, Slavic. And then you have a certain Slavic minority that's pretty big here in Kazakhstan. Less in Uzbekistan where it was previously. There it's probably in the capital maybe about 5%. And uh, obviously the majority of people there are Uzbek who look a bit different to uh, people here in Kazakhstan. I would say definitely like distinctly different, haven't gone from one country to the other and they have a lot of Tajiks also in the cities i visited in uh, Uzbekistan, they actually tend to look often more like people from Iran if you're familiar with that, maybe the Kardashians, the Kardashians are Armenian, but uh, so definitely not like them. But the, actually, the look is actually a little bit similar, I think, to what you would see there. That's why I thought of the Kardashians uh, off the top of my head. But that kind of Iranian, Persian look, uh, you see that quite a bit amongst uh, Tajiks or people in Uzbekistan, and a little bit here also in Kazakhstan. I've seen that look, which I actually like quite a lot uh, personally. So you see, you have a little bit of diversity in terms of if you happen to be someone who's actually into Asian chicks or have that what's known as a yellow fever then this is probably a good place for you uh, because the majority of girls are going to look like that the majority of people look like that but of course uh, on my channel normally we're covering Eastern Europe so you do have that minority of Slavs and uh, then you have the slightly more Iranian look I would say that you find in parts of the region as well I've also been to Kyrgyzstan uh, on a previous trip um, I'll dive into that in a little bit as well again they look more Central Asian they look more Asian we'll say in terms of features than say Iranian in general for what I see I haven't been to Tajikistan or to Turkmenistan yet I was going to go to Tajikistan on this trip but uh, since I've been in Caesar bit Tajik then I can give you my feedback on that look at least and then Turkmenistan is like the hardest to go to I'm going to have a video, a tip Thursday about uh, the visa-free regimes and actually Turkmenistan you need a visa for and it's pretty much known as North Korea of Central Asia so not too many people go there and it's a bit of a strange place apparently Uh, but I have to go there myself maybe on a trip later this year I will I'm not sure if I'm going to be really to film very much there but we'll see anyways so I went out and partied which is the thing that you want to know about the most and I also opened up tinder here to see what it was like and I would say overall in terms of looks and what is appealing to me and obviously if you watch my channel you have a fair idea what what I like in terms of aesthetic look I do hang out in the region of the world with the most beautiful women uh, in Eastern Europe and I I think that actually the the level of beauty is quite high here Um, not just amongst the Slavs but also amongst Central Asians of course it is a little bit more of a different obviously aesthetic look so a little bit of a different taste but uh, overall I would say that there maybe you're not going to see as many beautiful women uh, here in Central as you're going to see in say Ukraine or in Belarus for sure Uh, but I still think the level is extremely high I would say mm, probably a little bit higher than um, Central Europe so countries like Hungary, um, Romania for sure I think it definitely there is a lot better looking uh, Central Asia or people in Central Asia on average so definitely I think in terms of just the natural beauty that you're going to see which is always this guys we're very visual we're primarily visual so this is the most important factor as superficial as that is I would say giving it a thumbs up overall I'm not exaggerating saying that it's going to be a, a similar experience to going to uh, Eastern Europe so Ukraine Belarus or Russia but in Russia of course they have a lot of immigrants from this region Central Asia anyways and from the Caucasus so um, that look is actually a lot more common in Russia than you're probably going to expect especially if you go to Moscow or St. Petersburg uh, it's maybe the percentages change a bit obviously are the majority here whilst they're a minority in uh, the big cities like Moscow and St. Petersburg but you're going to be if you go to those cities going to have a, a little bit similar taste you're going to have this mix of Slavs and Central Asians and they're also from the Caucasus so I think in terms of the beauty level definitely uh, impressive but not at the same level um, in terms of seeing just absolutely stunning women as you're gonna see in Ukraine or in Belarus or in Moscow for example uh, but definitely very very high level and I think here in Kazakhstan actually girls are very refined uh, the level of style is a lot higher than I've seen on average in Eastern Europe it's definitely in the, the higher echelons if we're to use that as a there's also a metric I think it was actually quite impressed here in Almaty it is definitely not a poor place at all people have good style, there's a lot of um, high-end shops a lot of nice cafes bars so uh, it's definitely very civilized Uh, my friend Andy we had a little bit of exchange yesterday he was watching my Instagram stories and he said yeah that he sees that it's civilized is the word that he used Um, so definitely that's uh, also with the women definitely very well mannered as well and in terms of how they react to me obviously you can see what I look at in terms of an aesthetic look I do speak Russian always remember as well which I'll get into as well a little bit later in the Vodcast. and I'm obviously Irish British I'm a Westerner uh, the reaction was very positive very positive in general um, not sure if that's going to be the same for all foreigners but because there's so few tourists here uh, and the people seem pretty open uh, and friendly at least in Amlatar and Kazakhstan also in Uzbekistan I thought um, definitely you're going to be popular if you have my aesthetic look for sure Uh, if you were to come to Central Asia so that's something else to factor in um, in how popular you're going to be now most uh, Central Asians are Muslim not entirely of course but most of them are Muslim they tend to be uh, a little bit more conservative than in Eastern Europe Um, there are of course the 30% are Slavs that's going to be more or less similar but they are definitely a bit more conservative in terms of sexual mores uh, they tend to dress less alcohol i would say on average for better or worse <laughs> it depends what you're into i don't like girls are very drunk anyways, so that's not such a big deal but uh you will see a lot of girls drinking non-alcoholic cocktails it's not um like going to uh, saudi arabia or something like that it's not um extremely religious uh it was part of the Soviet union where of course atheism was what was officially allowed, so they were, I guess, de-religiousized maybe to a certain extent during that period. And uh, so I would think it's pretty similar to say being in maybe, if I remember correctly, it was a while since I've been there to Bosnia in um, in the Balkans, where people are Muslim overall, but it's not um, extremely religious. So it's um, actually not so different. Maybe maybe a little bit more religious than being in Western Europe or in Eastern Europe, but not. Uh, hugely different but just bear that in mind that it is uh, definitely a bit more conservative uh, I thought Uzbekistan compared to here in uh, in Kazakhstan in Almaty, is definitely more reserved a lot more conservative I did open up tinder as I said here it's pretty popular it's clear uh, to use tinder it doesn't seem to be unusual there are a lot of girls on Tinder Uh, in Uzbekistan I opened it up in the capital Tashkent and no (laughs) there was very few girls on Tinder and actually out there it was pretty uh, there were definitely lots of girls out in the bars and the clubs uh, in Uzbekistan um, in the capital Tashkent not in the other cities like Samarkand and Bukhara that you'll see in my travel vlog there there was not very much nightlife at all uh, Tashkent did have a good bid and I've been to, um, of course, uh, the capital of Kyrgyzstan, Bishkek. And when I went to Bishkek, it was a few years ago now, uh, it, the nightlife didn't really blow me away. Uh, it was definitely better in Tashkent and Tashkent and Nusbek is starting to open up since I had a change of government, change of leadership uh, about a year or two back. So. Uh, that seems to be an up and coming place and definitely is becoming more liberal here in Almaty this is definitely known as the place that's the most liberal in all of Central Asia and it's pretty cool to vibe out in the clubs and the bars I was there over the weekend Uh, Saturday night was actually a little bit weak uh, compared to the Friday night, it seemed like Friday night was the main night. Uh, but it was it was a lot of fun, very awesome, people were very friendly, open, but boys, uh, guys and girls were friendly to me, I didn't have any problems. People definitely drank a lot, a lot of the guys needed to be chaperoned out by the bouncers, so um, I didn't see any violence, But uh, which was different to Kyrgyzstan, when I went to Kyrgyzstan they were definitely a lot more aggressive and I saw a good bit of violence in bars and actually a lot of that was directed towards Westerners just in Kyrgyzstan not here in um, Kazakhstan so I would say overall girls good looking Uh, maybe not the the top top level in terms of the number of very very beautiful girls like you're gonna see in Belarus uh, Ukraine or a big Russian city but definitely we'll say just below that and that's obviously very impressive nonetheless sophisticated friendly very open here in Kazakhstan in Almaty Uh, and same time especially if they're Central Asian or Muslim probably going to be a bit more conservative than girls who are Slavic or from Eastern Europe but overall it's pretty good I would say better than Central Europe not as good as Eastern Europe that's pretty high on a global scale so thumbs up for the interaction with the girls so far and just but just bear in mind it will be a bit different depending on probably the ethnic background and the city you're in obviously if you're here in Almaty it's very liberal Uh, compared to being in like Samarkand which is uh, a very beautiful city but it is a little bit of a small-town feel and there was not much going on at night so uh, definitely bear that in mind it's about to where you pick so Ukraine versus Uzbekistan you're definitely gonna have more fun with girls in Ukraine Um, but you will of course like if you watch my videos have to watch out for the scammers in Ukraine and that I didn't encounter at all here in um, Central Asia uh, in Kazakhstan it is similar to um, you know Eastern European culture if you're the guy you need to lead you need a you're obviously going to foot the bill on a date um, so it's basically uh, pretty much similar in terms of your approach if you want to have success with the women here so uh, if you're interested in that and getting some, maybe some advice because I don't uh, bring clients to Central Asia yet at least I'm not really planning to either, I'm going to be focusing on those cities uh, like Minsk, Kiev, Odessa uh, during the summer, St. Petersburg in the summer and Moscow primarily for that and of course if you're interested in that then go and uh, fill out the application form you're going to find a link to that below this video in the description. Now if you are interested in coming to Central Asia the best way for me to help you is actually if you write me an email uh, we can set up a consulting call uh, and then I will obviously help you with the advice on applying for you for coming here to Central Asia. Uh, of course that's a premium service. So um, if you think it's a good fit for you know my philosophy here on the channel, then definitely write me an email at Connor Klein at or reach out to me on Instagram. My handle there is at Zara Experience and we can set up a consulting call of course I will do that for Eastern Europe but today's video is about Central Asia so we'll just stick to that today so that's the first thing and the thing the point that you're always most interested in let's be frank about it so there you have my assessment of what it's going to be like in terms of the ladies here in Central Asia now the second thing is it's not just about on the Zara Experience about chicks is not a pickup channel um, per se although I do give you a lot of dating advice as well and reason in in addition to girls obviously that I enjoy traveling to new places is you know sampling the local culture and the architecture and the vibe of the city and Central Asia as I alluded to a little bit earlier a lot of the peoples here they were nomadic they lived on the steppe they didn't build cities like they have yorts here which are big tents in Kazakhstan and you don't have very many big cities that they're were not built by the Russians when they conquered the region uh, you'd have some forts and stuff like that, that you can go and see on the other hand there was a huge empire centered in Samarkand in Uzbekistan and this is you've probably heard of the Silk Road that brought the riches from China all the way to Western Europe and the main hub for that and the empire that controlled it for a long time was um, well the leader was Amir Timur, who's the national hero of Uzbekistan Uh, and they have amazing architecture in places like Samarkand uh, Bukhara which I also went to and there's another city called Hiva which I didn't get a chance it was a little bit further away and a bit harder to get to on this trip and um, frankly I'd see enough architecture (laughs) after about a week of it uh, we were like what about five, five days five nights in that region it was absolutely stunning that is definitely a must see if you come here to Central Asia now I personally hadn't gone there before because I didn't want to go on my own and most of my friends don't want to go on a architectural trip of Central Asia so I did go with a girlfriend that's going to be in the the vlog and I think that's a good way to go and see it Uh, definitely if you're going to go Samarkand and Bukhara and the other city here because there's not going to be much nightlife or opportunities to meet girls anyways you might as well go with a girlfriend have a good time there it's a very romantic place I must say food was fantastic in Uh, Uzbekistan in particular have the national dish pilaf or plav uh, and have different variations of that but a lot of other national delicacies like Manti lakman, and I'm gonna short with a soup they also have their own wine it wasn't quite like in um, in Italy or France but it was still drinkable I found so that was the cultural side of things now in the other parts Tashkent has a lot of interesting stuff to see it is a big modern Soviet city it was at one stage destroyed by earthquakes so the Soviets rebuilt it but it feels like being in somewhere like maybe uh, Ukraine or Russia in terms of you know the old Soviets have big boulevards stuff like that but definitely interesting to check out as well here in Almaty uh, architecture is not amazing it's not you know a beautiful city with lots of historic architecture I just have some new buildings You're probably going to see them up here I'm just looking at the viewfinder that's just been built. Was over there there's a lot of nice office buildings uh very nice upscale shops and restaurants and stuff like that there but uh in terms of historical architecture because they didn't build big cities uh, traditionally you're not going to find them uh in Bishkek um it was not very memorable for its architecture either and Dushanbe looks very similar basically in terms of the architecture couple of Tajikistan uh, Turkmenistan Ashgabat uh, it looks bizarre it's all white marble everywhere the streets are empty I watched some other travel vlogs about it just google Ashgabat uh, or put that into your search bar in YouTube and you'll see some travel vlogs from there uh, and hopefully in the next year I'll also make one for you uh, so that's just maybe more a bizarre experience so I think in terms of like the culture and architecture Uzbekistan is extremely strong uh, it has amazing food uh, a really top architecture is so beautiful there uh, and that's definitely worth seeing uh, if you were to come to the region so I think in terms of that in terms of nightlife as I already mentioned then definitely here it's and in terms of cafes restaurants and just kind of more uh, a more cosmopolitan vibe Almata is great I have to say uh, it's Old Town. the architecture was built a lot in the 90s a lot of more futuristic buildings it looks interesting I haven't gone there yet had intended to stop over on my way here but then my flights changed so I didn't get my eight hour stopover to actually just go in and look at the architecture but that is also interesting to see Uh, it's very colder in the winter as you can see I'm in early February and it's probably just around freezing it's not that cold here in Almaty but in Nur Sultan it was minus 27 last week (laughs) so bear that in mind if you're coming here during the winter it can get very very cold so that's in terms of the cities and the culture in terms of language because I know that normally my viewers don't speak Russian so you probably don't have a great command of the Russian language that is going to be more of an issue I have to say than being maybe in Eastern Europe in the big cities they just don't have the volume of tourists this surprisingly some people spoke very good English here in Almaty, in Almaty. Uh, But of course, I speak Russian, so especially when I was talking to girls um, They basically all replied to me in Russian. I had maybe one girl throughout the entire week who tried to speak to me in English Uh, But you do see that uh, maybe in cafes and some restaurants if they speak English it tends to be a very high level Uh, But otherwise people are maybe a little bit shy about it And I didn't get the impression that it is particularly high uh, and it's probably about the same at best as being in East Europe so pretty low don't expect it's going to be like Prague in Central Europe or Poland like going to Warsaw no not at all that is going to be more of an issue so definitely it's worth investing um, in learning Russian in general anyways if you're interested in this region but definitely if you plan to come to Central Asia probably a little bit more um, An interesting Russian is, not everybody spoke amazing Russian if they were young um, in Tashkent uh, when I went to the outskirts of the city I had to do something there Uh, for an afternoon and actually a lot of people the Russian was not really really good especially if they were young because they're just not used to having to speak it Uh, they could understand it but they weren't great at replying so the level of Russian is probably declining overall here in Almaty that's not the case Um, it's bilingual as a city Uh, I would say most people seem to be speaking Russian uh, more than Kazakh here so definitely if you speak Russian you won't have a problem. The only place where English I found spoke a lot on the trip was in Bukhara which is a historic city uh, a bit smaller than Samarkand uh, on the Silk Road there actually everyone kept approaching us in English um, because obviously I, apparently I look like an English speaker and uh, that was the only place that happened so definitely because that was very touristic and it was a smaller town and the the economy depends on tourism they did seem to speak uh, English and uh, it was actually pretty good the English that they spoke to me so uh, probably you're fine if you're doing a touristic experience but you know on this channel I don't really recommend that it's not so interesting for me personally to be on a package tour be brought over to buy souvenirs Not my scene uh, also because I have, uh location independence I can't drag everything with me all the time so definitely invest in learning Russian expect the English skills to be at best overall like Eastern Europe so pretty low. So just a little bit more about the food and the cuisine. As I said in Uzbekistan it was pretty top. I really love the food in Uzbekistan. Here in Kazakhstan because it's very cosmopolitan here in Almatar there's a lot of good restaurants. The food overall was very good, very high standard. I would say that if you don't like horse meat, it might be a bit challenging because they eat a lot of horse meat and actually girls in general told me they eat it themselves at home um, Who I met here so it's definitely a national tradition it's not just something for tourists or something they have just randomly they eat horses pretty much as much as they seem to eat uh, lamb and beef <laughs> so um, I had a very good horse take I ate horse at least four times already here I grew up with horses in Ireland we don't eat them <laughs> we just um, obviously ride them and stuff so uh, it is a bit maybe of a weird thing I don't think I like it as much as a good beefsteak or a very nice lamb chop but overall it was very tasty so just be uh, prepared for that if you have something uh, like if you were a vegan which probably not if you watch my channel either uh, it's gonna be a big struggle in Central Asia because you eat a lot of meat reminding me a little bit of the Balkans it's getting a bit chilly here so I'm gonna conclude on just one final point because I also want to put my drone up since I got it back and it actually went cloudy so it's gonna suck my drone footage from Kazakhstan Infrastructure now my, that's actually also an analogy to the fact my drone was confiscated as Tashkent Airport I did get it back gonna talk about that in the vlog and um, uh, yeah so I have no drone footage at the moment I'm trying to resolve that uh, getting some drone footage and some rights to it so I can show it to you in the vlog uh, infrastructure was not very good uh, in terms of internet connectivity it was pretty terrible in Uzbekistan uh, for large parts I just couldn't upload stuff um, just at my hotel in Samarkand, Dalimach It was actually pretty good in the reception, it was very fast in the reception, but otherwise it sucked everywhere. And also, then the phone reception, using it on your phone, was not great. A lot of times my Uzbek SIM card just didn't work. I don't know if I was just unlucky, but it stopped working quite a few times on the trip. So just be aware, don't expect the infrastructure uh, in terms of yeah, internet to be great in Central Asia here in Tash in Almaty it's it's okay it's not super fast but it is faster at least than Uzbekistan I can't vouch for the other areas because it was a a while ago it was in Bishkek and then it was was fine in my apartment in Bishkek uh, but not super super fast so I definitely thought it was better in Eastern Europe than here in Central Asia other issues with infrastructure the trains are very good in Uzbekistan very very good fast modern trains Uh, it just was a problem uh as a foreigner because you couldn't buy a ticket online with a foreign credit card which is like so annoying in 2020 come on Uzbekistan uh which meant that basically I had to pay an agent where they charge you a big surcharge just to basically uh, pay with a credit card Uzbek credit card which is stupid to lose that money uh for that reason and I did go and buy it in person then the second time uh, and yet I know there was another issue with the terminals. It seems like your foreign credit card will now work in most terminals in Uzbekistan, but most of them were not aware of that. So they told me, no, it we'll won't work unless it's a big And I said, try it. And then normally it works. A few couple of times it didn't. Uh, so it seems we I've improved a lot, but they didn't think, for example, I could even pay in a foreign credit card uh, at the ticket office for the train. So I was like, yeah, it's not good for your tourism promotion if I have to go and keep withdrawing cash to be able to pay you. Uh, but they seem to be improving that but the online not to be able to buy the train ticket is like, come on Like what, what year is this? It's 2020. So definitely they could work on that. Here in Almaty, worked everywhere in my credit card It wasn't a big deal at all. They add the tip actually here onto the card You could just be aware of that as well uh, Then <clears throat> both in Uzbekistan and here in general in Kazakhstan, they add the tip in It was 10% here in Almaty, actually it was 12 to 20% a lot of the time in um, Uzbekistan Uh, the one thing that I should have mentioned but it's only getting to now at the end of the video which is really interesting is the price level price level was extremely low Uh, if you look it up online it's one of the cheapest parts of the world at the moment here in Kazakhstan and Uzbekistan so a lot cheaper than Eastern Europe so cheaper than Belarus Ukraine and Russia Uh, I have to say if you want the kind of lifestyle I'm sure you want in general when you come here Uh, so you want to go to the nice restaurants drink the good coffee go to the nice clubs drink the good cocktails hang out in the nice places smoke the best shisha here in Almaty it was not any cheaper than being in Minsk or Kiev so this is February 2020 I'm shooting this uh, so dramatically cheaper obviously in New York, uh, Paris or London obviously obviously it's still about it's less than half the price uh, than there maybe down as much as a third of the price I would say what you're doing and where exactly you are it could be that cheap so still great value but uh, considering that it's a you know if I take a taxi for example it's basically almost for free in, in the city in Almata or in Tashkent it's not gonna cost it's hard for a taxi to cost more than two euros it's a little bit over two dollars like to go to the airport I think actually a friend bring me in so I had looked it up it's probably gonna cost me like I think less than three euros to go to the airport around that kind of price level to get to the airport uh, so very very good value for taxis uh, a lot cheaper half the price than say Eastern Europe but uh, if you go to the nice places it's probably about comparable. Uh, if Samarkand on the other hand it was very cheap on Bucharan to Eden uh, definitely was half price I would say to Eastern Europe but the accommodation there isn't as much on sites like Airbnb as a result there's less competition on accommodation it's more heavily it's maybe more heavily regulated I don't know or just local people haven't started to rent out their places as much as you would expect definitely like Kiev for example or even Minsk or St. Petersburg so the prices were definitely higher than I was expecting and it was comparable to being in Kiev or Minsk uh, for sure Uh, whilst if you look at the overall price levels and the rental levels it should actually be a lot cheaper but it is not so overall in terms of price very attractive still gonna be uh, the same as being Minsk and Kiev, which is obviously very cheap compared to even Central Europe Uh, never mind going to expensive Western Europe Uh, definitely very good in terms of price just be aware that sometimes the connectivity and the infrastructure is not at the same level as you would expect English of course if you're relying on it also going to be a bit tricky at times Um, and in terms of the girls also better than Central Europe so I think if you're planning a trip and thinking Eastern Europe Central Europe or Central Asia it's in the middle it's definitely going to be a lot more fun and more interesting I think than going to Central Europe Uh, but at the same time you're probably going to have a better more czar-like experience in Eastern Europe in Belarus Ukraine or Russia than here but overall I'm pretty happy with my experience that is the end of today's vodcast. Uh, anything else I should say well obviously if you're interested in seeing more of the Conference Central Asia I am going to come back in probably a few months and make a vlog here from Almaty maybe go to Tajikistan I will not be focusing on this region uh, the channel is obviously focused on Ukraine and Belarus that's where most of the videos are from and I will be going more to Russia in 2020 so I rather than spending a lot of time here I, I really want to show you Russia as much as possible especially do a some more content from St. Petersburg uh, and Kaliningrad which have become Kind of a little bit visa-free um, now for European Union passports, not for North Americans yet, or for UK citizens uh, who obviously left the EU. Uh, sadly, at the end of the mo- of last month. Um, so I'll be focusing mainly on content from there over the next year but there's going to be a little bit more from also Central Asia so if you're particularly interested in Central Asia then obviously subscribe and whack the notification bell so you get notified when I upload the videos here and that's about it if you've been to Central Asia definitely drop me a comment below in the comment section let everybody else who's watching this video know how you got on and I will see you very soon in another video from Central Asia because we're going to edit up the vlogs here before I get back tomorrow I'm flying to Minsk in Belarus magical Minsk this is See you very soon. Sar experience.